got an okay lighting setup compared to last week too. Yeah. We're probably a little bit too bright. Th- but th- thanks to Tony, honestly, because Tony was the one who was like, "Yeah, I use like this," and then like I've got the ring lights set up too, and I was like, "Oh shit, the ring yeah. lights!" Like, duh. Yeah, and we put one, just one right here, just, and it's like, yeah. And using the right camera this time is yeah, really doing wonders. <laughs> it's magical. Magic. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. I know we're on camera and I'm just, you know. Now you realize that you have hands that can be seen and all of the things that we yeah, used to say. To. This mm-hmm. is great for an audio podcast. Yeah. No one applies. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Shit. Yeah, no, it applies. Yeah, it, it applies differently now because now they can see everything. <laughs> I'm still going to treat it the same way to a degree because I don't want to lose what. <laughs> what we had as far as just knowing it was audio and it was about talking about things. I'm just going to try to be. Oh, yeah. No, we're not going to change anything about how we do our mm. shit. Oh, it's not like we're going to say exhibit A. Yeah. Uh, well, we could become John Oliver. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's true. I mean, literally, the biggest difference is that I actually like put on makeup before we record now. So did I. So I'm mean, very that minimal. Same. Very yeah. minimal. A little makeup. bit of foundation. No, see these dark <laughs> circles? That's what happens when you have three kids. Don't do it. Hook you up with some concealer. Oh, this actually isn't Maybelline. I was born with it. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Fire. Nice. (laughs) You know what? Mm. I just keep thinking family at Olive Garden. I just I don't know. Yeah. Fuck man. (laughs) Oh my gosh! I cannot believe. Why haven't they done a crossover? Like, why is there not a fucking Olive Garden Fast and the Furious crossover? It I, needs right. to happen. Yeah, there should. Be. I agree. Whoa! I'm so sorry. I I'm trying to get used to the me. new setup right now. Was I thought me? it was going to be her because Mozzie just jumped up and walked past my microphone at the same time that you ran into yours. Nope, it was me. I'm trying to get like set up but like we're trying our microphones at different angles because we noticed right. like <laughs> we sit with them like normally just like right here blocking our faces and everything so yeah well i had to move slightly so that i could show off my be a goldfish poster now that we actually have video. doing video yeah yeah well you still can't see it because your cats tell so yeah just yeah you know, fyi that's all right we'll be all right with this yeah um yeah i will be back Look, I feel like after the last couple episodes, then going into this one, like it was, I don't know. I, I wouldn't give it an A. I'd give it like a, a solid it was, C, maybe B minus. It just, it was just kind of. Uh. I think it was like, I don't know, like the, the intro portion was for me, it was kind of boring. Like there wasn't a whole lot that happened. There was like one thing really of value that happened in that the the daily was it was all right i kind of liked i it. liked it um but there's like there it there's there wasn't a whole lot that happened there yeah and then it's like this deliberation nomination like segment of the show like it, it like went fume and like so much shit happened in that like 15 to 20 yeah, minutes right there fuck. and then it just right back down into the elimination which was it was cool but Again, like not a lot really happened. I mean, I guess there was right. a few like exciting moments where it was like, oh, he almost got it in. But I, I don't know. It was it was definitely not as good of an episode as last week, in my opinion. So think that I benefit from being a fan of Survivor because not just because it was focused on the Survivor players, but because it was formatted like a Survivor episode. 
you've got like a little bit of conversation beforehand. Then you go into the challenge. They do the daily. Then when it as soon as like the votes start coming out, then it's a mad dash to try to figure out if you have the numbers. So I liken the two vote the two names being put up of like the Cassidy and Underwood as coming back from the immunity challenge on Survivor. Because after yeah. that, then it's just like, thank you, Mozzie. That is just full tilt. Who has the numbers? Who are we voting for? How's it going to go down? And then people are throwing other people's names out in one conversation. And then they're turning around and having a conversation with the person who they just said their name. So it's a constant shuffle at that point. So for me, I was I'm used to that. Yeah. A lot more because it's much more survivor and it's because it's the survivor players that are having those conversations than it is like a normal challenge house episode. Right. Well, and look, I'm going to be honest. This is the first time we've seen a group of survivor players scramble because one person kind of mismanaging their political game. Yeah. And even, but with that being said, I don't think we in quite a while we've seen two survivor players have to go against each other. No, I don't ever because no survivors have gone home. Well, not even in this season. I'm talking about worlds oh, oh, or oh, USA okay. one. I'm OK. Um, you know what I mean? It's I can't been a remember while. all of them, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's definitely been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it it was interesting to see how that gameplay all unfolded. Mm-hmm. But I also think it would have been very different if Chris didn't have a fucking meltdown post eliminate or post daily. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the votes would have gone differently. I I, I don't know. It was an interesting episode. You guys want to just get into it? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I don't have anything else interesting to talk about. Hey everyone. Oh fuck, I forgot we have video. I try to do it and just like stare at the mic and I can't do that anymore. Jesus Christ, there's a whole new element to this? Fuck. Well, this part's being kept in because that was amazing. Yeah, I probably agree with that. But all right, let's try this again. I'm gonna include you guys now too. Um thank you guys everyone for coming back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Uh we're back to recap episode, what was that, nine? Yes. Am I, ooh, yeah. Uh, which is enemy of the state, not to be confused with episode three of Double Agents, because we're just <laughs> recycling titles at this point. Not even from like twenty year episodes, but like <laughs> two years ago. Yeah. So awesome. That's all I have for that <laughs> shit. Like what? Yeah, we gotta we gotta put a little bit more into the creativity of the titles, guys. Come on. And I know we talk about this all the time, but come on. Like, there's just there's. There's a plethora of options. Why not just call it double agent? Like, (laughs) that's all you had to do. I was going to say, it's also the second title that's a Will Smith movie from this season. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's true. Do you think Pursuit of Happiness is coming next? Oh, maybe. Oh, yes. Maybe After Earth. (laughs) That's the final. I don't know. Bad Boys. Oh, my God. We'll see. Don't get, don't say bad boys. Then we'll just make three episodes that are bad boys. One bad boys, two bad boys, three it's all about Fessy and Josh. Oh my God. They're both from Florida. <laughs> Did They're you friends. make that a meme it makes sense. once at one point? 
I forever don't know. ago or what was it? You made a meme. I, I did. Movie. I don't remember. I, though. I don't know. It was so long ago. It was. Anyways, guys, welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Uh, we're going to be breaking down episode nine of Challenge USA 2, Enemy of the State. You've got myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. And of course, we've got Tony, Stats, and Info Lance, two people for the price of one. That's how it goes. <laughs> Actually, this whole shit's free, so just enjoy. Um, like I said, we're going to be breaking down this episode, Enemy of the State. They just ripped off fucking double agents titles they could have just called it double agent like we said with that being said it was an interesting episode we got to see survivors scramble for the Ooh. first time in a long time yes and yeah good job to the challenge because as much as you were saying tony earlier that that this is kind of a, a survivor themed episode it's very much a challenge produced episode with all the foreshadowing that happens a hundred percent i took timestamps this time because <laughs> of how frustrating it was to preface, though, a minute 38 is the previously on to put into perspective. Nothing actually starts until a minute 38, two minutes and 32 seconds. Foreshadowing dictates survivors going in three minutes. <laughs> foreshadowing dictates sea bass is going in. <laughs> yeah, like right out of the gate. It's Michaela's confronting Chris about how he's playing the game. Yeah, that he's yeah. shady gameplay, which we yeah. haven't really seen. Much. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen much of Chris's gameplay. So, you know, so then it's like that's also foreshadowing to, you know, the like it was it was heavy. This I mean, week. I think it was just implied the way she did. But what she was really saying is like, why are you hanging out with Josh and Fessy and Corey so much? Well, why are you he, so cool with them? Look, it's so here's my thing is. First of all, they have this conversation right in the kitchen, like in the open it, for yeah. anybody, anybody and anybody's mama to come and friggin hear it. And so that kind of confused me a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was like, why? Why are we? Why are we having this conversation right here in the kitchen where anybody can hear it? And even like Sebastian is standing right there in the kitchen at one point. There was somebody else standing in the kitchen at like when they first started. So like there was obviously people in the home moving around, you know, so it's just very weird. I just don't understand the point of not being kind of blunt in this situation, which would be like, look, I'm never going to vote for you guys because we're all survivor strong. But at the yeah. same time, I talk to other people just like you talk to other people, because at the end of the day, it's an individual game. But well, but even on like top of that. It on, shuts down the whole conversation, though. Yeah, but even on top of that, it's he doesn't even claim it as like a friendship time th type thing. He's like, there are certain. I mean, he didn't say certain, but we all know what he meant. Yeah. He said yeah. there were certain survivors that he's keeping safe that he likes and certain vets that he likes that he's keeping safe as well. You know, and then he went on to name, you know, like three or four vets and one and survivor and sea bass. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, like lie. <laughs> lie bro something like i mean that's the thing like you want know. a secret to a good social game lie be like and you michaela and desi and chanel like i just don't give a fuck about the other ones you know that's what just lie i just i don't understand like i just i i, I wish i understood what his like what his end goal was with with how he approached the, having this conversation with Michaela because she's not stupid. I don't think he planned to ever have this conversation. Well, no, with I Michaela. don't either. But I'm just <laughs> to say I don't. I don't think he was intending to have that one. No, I I don't think he was either. But I'm just saying, like once she like brought it, like 
when he's giving his answer, what did he yeah. think was going to ha- like? I don't yeah. know. I just it, what? Based on everyone else in the game, you can't anticipate that you're going to have somebody like Michaela who's just going to sit down and be like, look, we have an issue. Let's squash it. Yeah. And the issue is you seem to be shady. However, shady seems to also be interpreted as you are associating with people who are not specifically survivor people. But I mean, we talked about it last week, though, like Underwood has sort of been like absorbed into the Corey Josh Fessel crew, almost like TYB 2.0. Right. And it's like 2.3 at this point. <laughs> yeah. <but> yeah. 5.7. <laughs> <laughs> Beta Alpha Centauri. Oh, my God. Sorry. But he's like, he's not even he's never even really been shown playing an active role in the Survivor Alliance from the jump. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, granted, there were only two of them, but like Dusty was with the vets. Lewis was with the green team. Underwood's been with that crew of guys who seem to be like the group that were in his room. It's the blue team. Yeah, it's the core part of the blue team and Josh from the red team. I don't I understand where Mikhail is coming from, but I also I don't understand. Like there were so many other ways to kind of get around that conversation if you're Chris. Yeah. And I'm kind of shocked that he didn't try one of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I just. But he could have just been completely caught off guard too. Like, and, and it's very, it's, it's, you know, more than likely he was completely caught off guard. Yeah. But with that being said, like, lie, you know, just <laughs> fucking lie. You know, it's, you know Jeez. what? I, I just olive branches to keep me safe down the road and i'm still looking out for you guys too yeah like i got yeah, you guys i just, just lie i just hang out with them but i'm not i got yeah. you guys you know like yeah. f- whatever the fuck you got something better yeah. than being like yeah i'm keeping these people safe and then if you don't want it on camera just stare at the camera the whole time you're saying it like yeah. that's all you gotta do <laughs> i still remember on so like great british bake-off when somebody's having like a bad day um, when Sue and Mel used to be like the the comedic hosts, they would come over to the person's table where they were like either having just a complete breakdown or they were trying to salvage something or they were just super upset and they would just start swearing because then the footage wouldn't be able to be used. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then they were able to have their moment, collect themselves, and then it would be recorded again. But they would just walk over and just swear incessantly so that they could not use the footage at all for the Great British Bake Off. That's funny. It's like using the George Carlin seven dirty words. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Really quick before we move on to the daily, there was one other thing that happened during this conversation with Michaela and Chris that I wanted to present as a question to you guys, as well as, you know, to everybody listening. If you guys want to send in your thoughts or comment below, um, please feel free. But um that she Michaela gives a confessional where she says you know it would be foolish of me to think that Chris has my best interests at heart and I know that this question was probably propositioned to her by production so I don't necessarily know if the following truly applies to Michaela but we do see this situation happen a lot in the challenge so I want to know what you guys think like when you're in an alliance like does that necessarily mean that you like that your game is somehow like tied to like keeping your other people safe. Like I I just, I don't ever understand when people are like, 
He's playing for himself. He's playing for himself. Well, of course he is. Like he didn't come here to help you win a million dollars or whatever the money is, you know, like, and so I'm just like, I just, I don't understand these situations. And I was just curious, like how you guys view that for alliances. I mean, like I get both sides of it. I understand the concept of you want to be, you want to basically keep your alliance strong. So your alliance are the only people left. And then from that point, then you duke it out. Mm -hmm. But if there's going to be collateral damage along the way, you also want to make sure that that collateral damage is not you. Right. And Chris has done that in kind of aligning himself with Corey and with Fessel and with Josh, the same way that Michaela has done it by insulating herself with Desi and Chanel and Tori and seemingly bananas. Like everybody has their show alliance. Right. And then everybody has all these like individual alliances, not to jump ahead. But when the names got put up, Desi's confessional said it all. She said, like, those are the two names that I would want to have up. there." Yeah. Yeah. But she didn't have to do it. Here's my thing with, first of all, alliances, like just because you're in an alliance doesn't mean that's like this isn't. A dictatorship just because I talk to you doesn't mean I can't talk to someone else. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, I'm going to talk to everyone I can because I don't want anyone to have a bad taste about me. Yeah. In a game about social currency well, for a million dollars. Well, and on top of that, like you're living in a house with these people. Like I, yeah. you want to just go around and only talk to two out of 20 people in a yeah. house like the fuck? No. And I mean, honestly, like if I don't think Chris has knowledge of it at this point, but like, just look at Michaela and be like, well, what about you and bananas and Tori? <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Like. And that's the thing. Like everybody, everybody plays shady and shysty in games like this. Like you have to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think she was necessarily saying like, you're only allowed to play with us. But no. like you also, if you go in as a, as a group, as a show you kind of anticipate that your show is going to stick together. Mm -hmm. Um, And we see it a little bit with like with Fessel and Tyler, where there's nothing explicitly said of like, we're in an alliance and Fessel didn't really care up until this point about the big brother crew. But now all of a sudden he does. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's his backup, you know, it's his, it's his little backup group that, you know, on top of the vets also keeps him safe. And, you know, I don't know if it just took him this long to realize that it was dwindling down. That he needs other numbers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That he's not the lowest guy on the totem pole for the vets. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody wants to go against him in anything. No. And look, this episode was kind of evidence of that like as much shit as we give fessy for his social gameplay which it's getting better it's getting better by this episode like i didn't hate him through this no you know what i mean like it wasn't a bad move he wanted to pull at all no and i think that you know it's showing his growth as a player um but to be determined still i don't want (laughs) to give too much credit yet it's still early um but anyways getting into this daily speed jump speed jump i liked it it's simple it gets to the point i mean Um, i don't know that it was simple but the title that's it oh okay yeah that's all um but anyways what they have to there's it's broken down into two stages 
the first stage is you have one of those personal exercise trampolines with a wall in front of you <laughs> and you have to jump up and down on it to see a board with a bunch of numbers on it, add it up. And then the first three men and first three women to get it right, move on to round two. Um, and then in round two, they have to get on the back of a semi that has a trampoline on it and drive down this road and pull either a green, yellow or red flag. Whoever gets the most points win. I'm impressed I got that on one take. You did. And I also want to add in really quick because it was like one of my favorite little little details to the daily is for stage one. Uh, the little personal uh, trampolines were adjusted according to each person's height so that like the shorter people and the taller people like were technically all level at the same height to be able to see over the wall. And I thought that that was a really good way to kind of, you know, make the the playing ground even on this type of challenge that is cbs exactly it, it, it was very cbs yeah it's the same as those boxes in the like the do the puzzle or just keep motoring challenge right that was totally the name of the challenge by the way <laughs> do the puzzles or just keep motoring um but they were all adjusted for weight right exactly well and something that we obviously didn't know last week when we were recording but i found out after we had recorded um, I read an article about an interview that um, a producer from the show did. I can't remember exactly who he talked to, um, but I will find out and I will link it all, all the information down below. Um, but <clears throat> they had said that for the spool for Tyler and Monty's elimination um, for the spool, it was adjusted um, and set to each person like to, each competitor's different weight so that it wasn't like too difficult for you know like a smaller yeah. person to pull or like too easy for a bigger person like it was adjusted to their weight so that it would have the same tension or whatever as the other one if that makes sense i'm probably explaining that weird but no it makes total sense yeah okay. yeah <laughs> wound it too tight for one of them unless they went by weight which they did so right. there we go right um with this one were you guys surprised that Seabass got first in the math? Because I thought Dude. it was going to be Wes. And Seabass got her Wes right away. Wes was way off, by the way. Yeah. I just want to say, because the answer was 91. And Wes came in with like, it was either 48, 48 or 43. He just okay. did speed math. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But yeah, I would, that was actually really impressive. I, 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 I did not, would not have called that at all. No. But it was really impressive. Like he got it on his first try. And then everybody else tried for a bit. But here's yeah. my here's my thing. So he runs up. Right. And he's got his little board thing out sh to show to TJ. Yeah. And then Fessy runs up next to yeah, him he and he looks at Sebastian's board and then shows his sees that Sebastian gets it right, takes off. And then he gets another couple wrong before he ends up getting it right. And I'm like, you just saw the numbers on yeah. Sebastian's board. Why would you not just. I, I mean, like, not to encourage cheating, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> well, I feel like he looked at it and it just didn't register. Maybe like, you know, sometimes you'll look at something and then you have to take like a double take to figure out what it was. Yeah, I feel like true. he ran up. He had his number. He looked at Sebastian's number and got his wrong and then just ran away. And either didn't register or. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. He didn't. It just didn't <laughs> register for him. I was going to say or he like they edited it so that when he came up the second time. With the right answer. 
there were a couple more in between, but that wouldn't make sense because he just would have gone twice and only had two instances. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But what it went Sebastian and then so Sebastian finished first um, and then everybody struggles for a while. But then Chanel gets second. Fessy gets third. Tori gets fourth. Josh gets fifth and Michelle gets sixth. Do you see how quick Chanel like hugged that board to her chest? Oh, yeah, that was smart. I like that sharing. TJ almost didn't even see the number. She basically (laughs) like came up, showed it as she was turning it around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was. You know what? I actually like this because you get to see them struggle a little bit and kind of get freaked out. Like the first time Chanel got it wrong, she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. But it was I liked it. I liked it, too. And you know what I actually found really interesting? And Hmm. it wasn't as like blatantly obvious as the situation that happened. um, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was last week Uh, or. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely last week Um, is that. So Sebastian, like you said, absolutely kills this. He gets it right on the first try, but it takes Tori a bunch more tries. So like it's clear he did not give her the answer to this or anything like that. And so I found that interesting. You know what I mean? Like they're actually playing the game and you can tell, obviously we didn't talk about it in the intro um, because it's, you know, it's whatever. There's nothing really to discuss, but you can tell that there is, you know, a connection between them, but they're not allowing that to interfere with how they're playing this game. And I really like that. I do too. It's um, well, yeah, I enjoy it. It's, it's interesting to see this perspective from Tori yeah. um, that she's taking this much more seriously. Um, and she, like you said, she ends up getting past the first stage on this into the second stage and mm-hmm. she's doing really well where it seems like at certain times when she gets involved, like with Emmanuel, her mm-hmm. game tends to slide to the like, goes off to the side i don't know and even and even like props for for sebastian too as a Mm -hmm. rookie who's you know involved with a champ you know veteran champion who's you know a very powerful woman to quote um sebastian uh you know it's like it's and and for him to not like you know succumb to that as well like so props to him for it i'm 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 here for how they played the game together yeah i mean i think sebastian makes a Typical rookie move after the daily, but we'll get into that. Well, I mean, getting involved in a in a relationship period is a fucking rookie move. Like, yeah. it's just it's stupid. But uh, yeah, yeah. But they've already they've already been there for a month. Is in that the only thing that I like I really gleaned from that like that conversation was that third they'd been there for thirty days. Yeah, and you know they said, well, we have like another couple weeks, couple couple weeks, weeks or something which like that, really yeah. means that they probably have like three weeks left is my assumption yeah, but like that, yeah. um not in real lifetime that we live in but filming time filming time <laughs> um so yeah it goes what sebastian josh and then fessy for the men and then it goes and then it's yeah. uh it's a uh, chanel tori michelle yeah which i i'm not mad about it i like everybody yeah. that's in there yeah. i mean to a degree yeah. I wasn't upset. I mean, I was, I was obviously I was pulling for Desi to make it through, but I'm not upset about it. I want to see Corey win a daily. (laughs) That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was pulling for Michaela. Oh yeah. Yeah. But as soon as she got the confessional about individual immunity, I was like, well, Kayla's not winning. (laughs) Yeah. When she threw that out there, I was like, good analogy for the people. Right. Not for us because we don't need it, but same with that uh, timestamp. 
nine minutes, 16 seconds when foreshadowing dictated that Cassidy was the female vote. Yeah. Oh my God. So frustrating. Like all of the foreshadowing to indicate that it was going to be a survivor, Cassidy, Underwood and Seabass. Yeah. Before nine minutes and 30 seconds when a minute and 38 is already taken by the intro or the previously on. I feel like once again, we say this every fucking season that they are just shooting themselves in the foot every every season. Every time. You name the title something original, not something you did two years ago for one of your flagship seasons. Like you fucking can't even keep the person in an edit that's in the elimination actually up on a fucking swing, Tiffany. But during the elimination, you show her on the fucking stage with everybody else clapping and cheering. It's like, guys, what are you doing? Like, if they give us a repeat of the USA one final and how that went down, I'm going to be so utterly disappointed. Yeah. And I don't want to be this guy like that. It's like, oh, pessimist. But I'm just saying the signs are there. They have to kill this final. Like it has like they yes. it has to be flawless. Like they have to but kill I think this they know final. that. Yeah. I think they do too. And hopefully they it, hopefully they pull they pull it out. So when they move on to the second round, they hop on the back of the truck and yeah. I was like, are they fucking tied down? And then I noticed they had like the hip themes on that yeah, tied but down. Still, dude, it, this is so damn It was I, sketch. Th- that was sketch. It that was, was super, super sketch. sketch. And I don't mean to be like like be like the fucking mom and whatnot, but like <laughs> That was super fucking sketch. Like people yeah. could have get got really fucking hurt. On well, that. I mean, fuck. I was surprised Sebastian didn't get hurt. He almost fell completely off the yeah. back of the freaking trampoline onto the yeah. damn back of the truck. Like I rem- like trampolines were dangerous as fuck as like kids out there. Like yeah. I remember I went over to a friend's and they didn't on tell the me grass. that the trampoline fucking <laughs> that there was a rock underneath. I hit that shit on my ass. I thought I fucking paralyzed Ooh. myself. Not like the booty hole, but oh, like the, but the tailbone. It was, yeah, it was rough. Ooh. It was rough. Anyways, Sebastian goes first, and he actually does really well for going yeah. first in this situation. Because in this type of daily, it really does pay to go second yeah. or third and see how yeah. it plays out. Or to have a career as slam ball player. There you go. <laughs> it doesn't hurt to be six four six five and just have to bunny hop he's like oh you don't even have to really jump it's like no shit Bessie. No, you don't really have to yeah. jump Fuck. <laughs> you have but, to make sure you don't jump too high so you don't get clotheslined right so and then he gets nine points which i was actually like i said yeah really really impressed with yeah but absolutely tori goes next and she jumps for one and Dude. the way she lands the first one wasn't it it was the second one second oh, one second yeah. one okay and the way she lands where it's like her shoulder area is on the <sighs> like hard platform but her whole lower back's in the trampoline you just hear her go oh and you know it knocked the wind out of her yeah now i will say like i realized it probably fucking hurt and i realized that that super sucked but for how little impact it actually had in the competition or any part of it, it almost other than the fact that she fell and it was a moment that they could use to cut to commercial and come back and be like, don't worry, she's fine. It wasn't really like sort of a non-issue. It just it it didn't play a role. She is inevitably yeah. the better on this. I mean, I just jump ahead. I thought Chanel was going to do a lot better. Oh, yeah. For so did sure. Chanel. She punched the trampoline. 
Yeah. I, I'm, I don't blame her. I would have done the same thing. I, I do just want to add in here really quick because I actually like during my rewatch this morning, I actually messaged Tori and was like, I was going to ask. Holy smokes, you know, like <laughs> well, holy are you smokes. Okay? Are you there, Batman? Are you 12? <laughs> yeah. Slam. Pow. Fuck you guys. Holy pants, Robin. <laughs> Jumping Jiminy. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Are you okay? <laughs> I hate you guys sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. Kapow. <laughs> anyway, I really I was just like I I said other stuff. Anyway. But I, you know, I asked her, you know, how her back was or whatever. And, you know, she said that her back's fine, but she did like have like whiplash for two weeks. Um, and she was like pretty fucked up for a couple weeks. Um, but I mean, yeah, like it didn't it didn't seem to like super affect her ability to perform in this, obviously. Like well, yeah. she got right back up and then she, you know, she kept getting flags and she ended up getting six flags in total. I mean, it's not a crazy amount, but well, it's not. But if you take the other two girls that went and combine yeah. their score, they only got three. Yeah, like crazy. Michelle got two. Chanel got one. And Chanel yeah. just had a bad showing. I don't think it's yeah. I know. Uh, like a preview of her abilities. I think she's a no. lot better than this daily yeah. shows. Yeah, I think that if she if they did like two rounds, she would have killed the second round. But I do think this was kind of indicative of like how Michelle does on these kind of weird types of dailies mm, like yeah. this, where it's like, you're on a trampoline going down a fucking highway. Like, <laughs> but like give Michelle like a puzzle and some endurance. I think yeah. she's fine. Right. Kind of right. Yeah, but when you put her into a real life math problem, it doesn't work that well. Like I would, it's one of those story problems from math class, like in high school. Yeah. Like you're traveling down the road at X amount kilometers <laughs> or miles, depending on who you are. And you're jumping on a trampoline. What is your trajectory in order to catch a flag? Yes. <laughs> With wind drag and aerodynamics built in. I'm getting real serious about this. How many pancakes does it take to get to the moon? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. How many apples did Susan buy when there was aliens on a Tuesday? Like what? <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? Four jumps. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Tori wins for the girls. Uh, Sebastian gets nine, uh, and then what? Josh got five. Yeah, Josh didn't do very well because five. yeah, because he he pulled the the, the whole rope. rope. Yeah, and that yeah. was the red one he grabbed for. Mm. So he would have gotten like seven, which he still wouldn't have won. Still but, wouldn't have won, but respectable. Yeah, Fessy fucking destroyed everyone. Yeah, yeah, slam ball champion. I did notice though that like everybody else like seemed to only be like using one hand, but Fessy was going up and he was like using two, one to grab red, one to grab the yellow or whatever. Yeah. Like he was using both his hands. In case he couldn't, it was like redundancy to make sure he got at least. But still like that's fucking, I'm going to give it up to him for it because yeah. that's oh, fucking it was... smart. How come nobody else did that? Super impressive. I don't want to take anything away. And that's why I was saying it was just redundancy because he yeah. was making sure in case there was a fuck up, he was still good. Yeah. It was just well thought out. Yeah. He got the benefit of going last and it showed off. And That's he even true. talked about it in his his confessional. But props to him. Like he showed out on this and yeah. good for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, Fessy and Tori are going to be making the decision on who's going into the elimination, depending on what happens at the hoppa, TJ, the fucking hoppa. Get to the hoppa. While you're getting to the hoppa, we're going to tell you about Spotify for podcasters.
All right. Oh, well, that was really authoritative. 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 Everyone, welcome back. So, um, before we get out of the daily, uh, we'd be amiss if Tony, you didn't tell us about that part with Michelle that we were just kind of going back and forth on before we came back. I she I don't know like what happened if she just remembered that she was in the second heat or what, but her inner monologue became an outer monologue <laughs> and she was almost narrating the entire her entire run of just why am I even here? Why did I do this? <laughs> and then it had a confessional just like it's not like I train for this. I don't go find trampolines and jump up to catch flags. Uh, yeah. At one point, she called herself a fucking idiot. And then at another point, she got super excited because she got one. And then I think she ended up, she got two, right? She got one at the very end as well. And everyone was just so stoked for her because you could tell that she was just not having fun. And then <laughs> her excitement at getting second place was possibly even more excitement than Tori had coming in first place. Right. <laughs> Tori had a fucking broken back. She yeah. was like, yeah, first. Fuck. Oh. Y- you can tell, too, because once they get into deliberations and it's her and Fessy and she gets up from the table, she's like, oh, yeah. Like yeah. I was like, oh, I know that pain. That's not fun. Yeah. Um, but. When we get back from the daily, uh, Bananas, you know, he's sitting there and he's sure he's not going to be the main vote, obviously, with Tori and Fessy um, being the winners. But then it like cuts to Fessy and he's like, he's talking to Corey and Chris. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if it wasn't for Tori, I'd be like Bananas and Wes because they pretend to like be your friends and be like betas, Mm -hmm. which I fucking hate that he used that term. But But then they like we let him get to a final and they win. And it's like, well, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not. He's he's accurate about the whole thing. It's just like then push Tori on this. Yeah. It's also very easy to say when you know that Tori's not going to let you do it. Like he's telling the person that he's 100 percent putting in. Yeah, exactly. He would love to put those other people in if it wasn't for that Tori girl. She's the one who's really strong arming me on this when I have 50% of the decision. Yeah. And that's my thing is I almost feel like this conversation between uh, um, between Fessy and Chris and Corey is kind of Fessy letting Chris know ahead of time that he's going to have to say his name because he's like, look, I can't vote for these people. I'm not going to vote for, you know, Tyler yeah. and, you know, uh, you know, whatever. And it, I, Tori's not going to let me go for the vets and she's not going to let me vote for Seabass. So, you know, I think this conversation was just him kind of like letting Chris know ahead of time yeah. that there's a good shot. There's a good chance that your name is going to be said by us. Look, Chris, she's not going to let me vote for any of the other people. And I don't want to vote for the other people that I can vote for that aren't you. So I'm going to have to say your name. I don't want to. Yeah. But I want to say it more than I want to say the other names that I can say that I don't really want to. I don't blame him. But it was an odd way for him to go about it, too, because he didn't actually come out and say that to Chris. Right. Like, yeah. And I feel like the situation would have been a little bit, maybe a little bit different if he had just been straight up and honest with Chris. Like, look, I'm going to do my best, but. Da 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 you know, means that I may potentially have to say your name and you may end up being the one in there. And I just want you to know that 
you know, I just wanted to be upfront with you and tell you ahead of time. You know what I mean? And like, I don't, I don't know. And maybe that's a mistake too. I don't know. But I just, I feel like that would have been a better way to approach this conversation with Chris and just be transparent if that's what you're going to, if that's what you're going to do. Well, and here's the thing is like, let's not act like Fessy couldn't barter, you know, and be like, look, how about I'll give you Alyssa S, but you let me pick whichever male I want. You know, she would have been like, okay, that's less blood on my hands. And then I can just, then I can just say you did it. Yeah, it was his choice. It we, was his choice. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, but then at that point, who do you think he puts in? Do you think he puts, do you think he actually puts in no. bananas? No, he puts in Underwood. <laughs> he still puts in, he puts in Sebastian. You think he Seabass. puts in Sebastian? Then he wouldn't be able to. If he put, if he went for Seabass, then she'd back, like she would retract that deal. I think yeah. so too. And then he still, yeah, probably goes Underwood. He could say, I mean, just how wild would it be if he was like Josh? Yeah, I mean, that would be crazy or like Corey, you know, but I just I don't know. I just like I'm trying to envision a situation where he maybe he does make that deal with Tori, but he gets that deal with her or whatever. And the mail he says is bananas. Like, I just I don't know, man. I don't I don't know if he would actually do that. And knowing this elimination, like bananas, I don't see bananas losing this one or Wes losing this one. No, No, and like. The thing is, too, though, right? Like, yeah, it's good that he won a daily. This is possibly the worst time for Fessel to <laughs> win a daily because of who's left in the game. Exactly. Like, yeah. There is no one that he can say that he does not have some sort of a deal with, because even even with Underwood, like he said, Chris said, Fessy and him had a conversation of I'm not going to vote for you and you're not going to vote for me. Yeah, I will say I'm really fucking glad that Underwood didn't win a daily before Fessel did because (laughs) Chris would have stuck with that. He wouldn't have put Fessel in. And then then this would have happened. And then Fessel would have been like, I mean, I look, I sneezed and it sounded like Underwood and then I couldn't backtrack. So then your name's on the ball. Mm. Well, and that's the thing is like it. It would be so smart of some of these people that are coming in from Survivor to go back and watch the last five seasons. At I least, know yeah. at least the last five seasons. Well, I think Underwood's a fan. I know Sebastian is. Yeah, I just wouldn't want to pair with Fessy like he does not. He's not going to be a good alliance member. He's yeah. going to turn on yeah. you unless he's known you for years. That's and then true. even then, all you have to see is what he did to Nelson. That's all you have to see. I mean, like. Yeah, that's Look, true. I hate to hold one thing over someone, but we do it with everybody else. So why not? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look, I want to grow. Why is Fessy but any no. different? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I'm giving him credit. This is a great episode for him. Like, I have oh, yeah. nothing bad to take away from him. Yeah. Um, no. I think the picks worked in his favor, which he won two survivor players. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gave Tori kind of an out, except with, with uh, Cassidy. You right. know who yeah. she fucking well, roommates with. And look, here's here's my thing is, first of all, props to Fessy because he was able to go in and negotiate what he actually wanted, which yep. his main goal was to keep Big Brother out. And so he pretty much made a deal with her and told her, like, look, I will let you take all the vets and Sebastian off the table from voting, but I'm taking the Big Brother players off. So we have to send in a sur- two Survivor people. We have to take a shot at Survivor. And yeah. so he 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 made that deal with her. So major props to him for that, you know, but I just I think that the fact that 
Tori ended up having to vote for Cassidy, who was her roommate. Chris, or I'm sorry, uh, Fessy ended up having to vote for Chris, who was his roommate. You know what I mean? Like it just it 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 if it, it felt like a really good nomination as much as it kind of came out the way that Fessy wanted. Like it kind of just I don't know. It felt like it just kind of canceled each other out. Like they both had to backstab yeah. their roommates. You know what I mean? And it, it, that sucks. But we are also like over halfway through the season. Like they're probably only two rooms per gender if they're even separating by gender. Like it just it gets to this point. You know what I mean? And yeah. like I I understand like being friends and being roommates and stuff, but having an alliance with somebody is something completely different. Now I will I will say I did like when Vessel was like. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I didn't want to do it. And Chris was like, if you didn't want to do it, you could have just not done it. And then he was like, I don't think that Fessel's really like anticipating that response because he had no counter argument to it. He was like, well, I mean, Big Brother um, is a show that's on CBS. And I was also on it when Tyler was on it. So, I mean, I can't vote for Tyler. He's got curly hair. Well, and here's my thing with that, too, is that, again, we're just blurting out like our alliances <laughs> and who we're working with yeah. and who we're keeping safe. Like we just talking about that out in the open fuck. right now. Like, fuck it. You know, Man. and it's just like it's so weird to me to see that because like in like a normal challenge season, like you don't you, you like you see them whispers even on Survivor and Big Brother. Yeah. It's all about. So, like, I, I just I don't know where all this like explosiveness as far as just being so vocal about who you're working with. Like, I don't I have no idea where this is coming from. Like, this is just crazy. This is the episode of inner monologues being outer thoughts. <laughs> it's very oh, my true. God. It, it's just misdirection everywhere, too. I mean, look, it boils down to that. You know, they end up voting uh, for Cassidy and Chris. Yeah. Um, you know, which puts like we said, Tori and Fessy in a bad spot because they're roommates with both of them. You know what I mean? Um, but right after this is like kind of what leads into like how this is all going to go down. Cause I think the house had a very different idea of who they were going to vote for to go against Chris mm. or did cause mm. I don't think Cassidy was the target to get out this week. It was going to no. be Chris regardless. No. Yeah. Now she was shocked though, that she was, that she was nominated again. And like, I do like Cassidy. I know, Karina, you're a bit more lukewarm on Cassidy than I am, but I loved Michelle's confessional of just like, you're not working with Tori or Bananas or Fessy. You have to assume that if they're the ones who win, that your name is going to be said. I think it's a mix of like, it's not even so much that it's those people. It's just a matter of like, she is the name that people keep throwing in when based on like the, the dynamics of the house, you would think that it would be like Alyssa S because she's on big brother. They're now the smallest group left in the house. They can't do anything to mount a defense against you. Right. So why not keep throwing her in? If you're going to use the age old, throw the same person in until they go home. But instead it's Cassidy. And she like is just constantly being either the nomination or the one with a lot of votes. I just think it's, Funny because, you know, she was really pissed that it wasn't even Wes that put her in. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just I don't know. Like, look, I, I understand Cassidy being a little bit upset, you know, that Tori ended up saying her name or that she ended up, yeah. you know, being the vote out of the nominations there. 
I understand her being upset, but at the same time, like, like you were saying, like there's, there's levels and layers to this thing, especially when you're working with someone as seasoned as Tori is who has, you know, so many different alliances throughout the house. And, you know, and Cassidy obviously doesn't even know about all of them. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't know for sure, but from what we've seen, like that, Desi Chanel, uh, Desi Chanel, Michaela, Tori bananas thing is something that nobody else really knows about yet. So, you know, she's got that and then she's got all the vets and you know what I mean? So it's like, yes, maybe she told you she wasn't going to say your name, but again, we're over halfway through the season and there's levels and layers to this. And unfortunately, there's a fuck ton of people up above you. You know, it kind of goes back to that being at the bottom of the list. And I kind of feel like that's yeah. where Cassidy is for Tori, unfortunately. And, you know, that sucks for Cassidy. But again, you're playing a fucking game. Well, I mean, look, like even Michelle ranks higher than Cassidy does on oh, the pecking yeah. order. That kind of shocked me, honestly. I didn't yeah. know her and Tori were so close. That, that was the first time we've heard of it. Like, yeah. it's like, well, Michelle and I have been on seasons together and we've like, we have history. I'm like, really? Huh? I'm not surprised though. No, like it makes sense. Everybody hangs out together. But yeah. Like it's just the first that we've heard of it. So you would, but you would think that if Tori and Michelle had history, that Michelle would have been part of that, like Chanel, Desi, Michaela, whatever group, but then she's not winning dailies. And that was the whole like point of that alliance was we're the ones who are most likely to win things. Well, and I honestly, I wonder, obviously we don't see, obviously we don't see everything with the edit. Um, but I wonder how vocal like Chanel and Desi and Michaela have been about their like lack of trust with Michelle since that flip vote. Yeah. She might've kept it on the DL. Like, you know, I, I don't know how vocal they are with that. Yeah. So if Tori knows, you know what I mean? Like Michelle might not even just been brought up in that situation, in that conversation yeah. for that Alliance. Well, I just feel like Tori is always going to look at it as a seniority thing. Like mm. how long, how many seasons have you done? How many seasons have we done yeah. together compared to a rookie? Mm-hmm. No matter almost what rookie it is, unless it's, sea bass in this situation because or a man well and spies lies yeah so a situation like that but it's kind of been the playbook for the last couple seasons yeah. and it's not surprising to me at all it would be more surprising if she's like oh i can't say cassie's name over i, I have to say michelle i'd be surprised yeah i'd be more I, yeah. surprised in that direction honestly i guess that's a good point yeah yeah going in that like these are the only two people that really based on the dynamics in the house they're the only two that could have come out of that deliberation. Yeah. Yeah. It's just lack of options at this point. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I mean. Like yeah. we're over halfway through, like it gets to this point where you have to start saying names like people's names that maybe at the beginning of the, of the game of the season, you might've said, I'm not going to say your well, name, blah, blah, blah. But then like, it gets to a point where you have to start saying those people's names. Well, yeah. it's just like what happened last season in world champions when, or championship when, Tony was pissed at Kellyanne and Tristan got put oh, in yeah. and then it was like, oh yeah, that's right. There was nobody <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah. Nobody like, else. The only option. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. Okay. Um, but yeah. you know what came up next and you know who really loved it? This guy, at the which club. was in the club, in the club. In the club. As soon as they started going through that bell tower. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Think about me. 
But with that being said, there was only like one scene from no, it. No, but it was such a pivotal scene. It was that happened at the bar, and you could tell that Seabass had had a couple drinks. Mm. He was feeling himself a little bit too much. He was, and instead of just talking to one person about it, he decided to talk to quite a few people about it, and it went downhill very bad, very very bad for uh, him. Yeah. But he goes to Tori, and he goes, "I think we should uh we should put Corey in. He's a big guy. I think he can beat me and stuff." And Tori's like, dude, shut the fuck up. She doesn't actually say this big to him. Yikes. Yeah, but big yikes. Yeah, big yikes. But she was smart enough to say, like, keep it quiet. He just yeah. didn't listen because right after that, it shows him talking to Chanel, Michaela, Michaela and uh, then Ca- and Cassidy. Like, Cassidy. Yeah, and, like, yeah, and it's like, oh, that's going through the house like wildfire. Like, yeah. you should have learned from Survivor on that one, buddy, because it's the yeah. same kind of thing. I mean, I get what he's saying. I'm not mad about it. Like, it's a smart move for him. No, it tracks like. Yeah, yeah for sure. But <clears throat> just wrong execution of plan. Yeah. And I mean, like, if you're going to try to get out Corey, probably one of your best bets is to pit him against Underwood. Fessy, if you get the opportunity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not a bad plan. It was just a poorly executed, like the way he went about trying to set this yeah. plan up. The people he approached, like it was just a very bad, very bad execution. Great, great idea. Bad execution. Michaela had the right idea, too. She's like, dude's not ever said any of our names. Yeah, like (sighs) we're not going. That would be burning a bridge. And I like as soon as she said it, Cassidy's like, we're going to have to burn some bridges. Yeah. Yeah. But (laughs) I get that. But we still got a lot of game left to be played. And you don't want to take a shot at Corey Wharton and miss. Well, and not only that, but it's bad if you do that. But again, I think this moment with Michaela kind of shutting Cassidy down on that goes back to the fact that like Cassidy might be survivor and part of survivor strong or whatever. But. Michaela, you know, she's more willing to potentially send Cassidy in than she is to. She's she's more likely to take a shot, like to be be willing to sacrifice Cassidy. Then put something then put her own like game on the line by voting in somebody like Corey, who might be Underwood and come back and be upset with her, you know, and and that like it goes back to I just I don't think that they value you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. I don't think I, I that they value Michelle and Cassidy the way that like they do with like Desi, Michaela and Chanel. Like those three are super, super strong together. And I just, I don't think that they value Cassidy and Michelle the same way that they do each other. So I think that if they might be looking at from strictly a competitive side, because they are all friends, which is Michaela, Cassidy, mm-hmm. Chanel is that they want to run a final together. Yeah. And whatever it takes to get there, they're going to get there. And they also know that they can pitch to the men. You want to take the strongest women to the final, which right. is automatically yeah. those three and then Tori. Right. And say, you know, because if we have to run this final as a partner, you're going to want the strongest woman. And here I am. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes it where their value in the game, as far as Cassidy, Michelle, um, it just plummets, unfortunately. Right. And it's going to be the same thing with the guys. At some point, the girls are going to start saying, nope, we don't want him. We don't like. Yeah. Regardless yeah. if it's Josh, Sebastian, 
uh, Tyler. Yeah. I mean, like when you have Fessy, Corey, Wes, bananas, bananas Wes, yeah. you know, like some of the Even Chris. Chris. Yeah. Chris, like these guys that are built and have the strength, the ability to do puzzles, the endurance, the endurance, all that. Yeah. Like that's what they're going to be looking for. Um, I think it's just, you know, we're just taking the long road to get there. That's yeah. all. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? The other thing too is this alliance of Chanel, Desi, Michaela, Bananas, and Tori, they've they've sort of inadvertently like pigeonholed themselves in the sense that they they can't they they can't vote for the friends of the people that they're in an alliance with. Whereas normally the point of an alliance is to keep the numbers that are in the alliance safe. Yeah. But Tori doesn't want to say a name of the three girls or like their numbers. And the three girls don't want to say Corey's name because Corey's with Tori and them. So nobody wants to fire the first shot, even if it's not a shot at the person. It's just kind of like a general shot and we'll see what happens. Right. Yeah. And so now like they're really stuck in that they're almost each taking shots at their own people to avoid saying the other person's name. So they're still accomplishing the exact same thing. It's just that like instead of Tori taking shots at Survivor, the Survivor people are. And instead of the Survivor people taking shots at like the vets or anything like that, eventually it's going to come to a point where Tori and like the quote unquote legends may start picking off those folks that are in the middle. Yeah. And look, I, I want to get into this part because this is the survivor part yeah. that you're bringing up um, earlier, which is yeah. Chris very, very much overplaying his hand by telling everybody in the house something different. And like that works in certain situations when you're trying to figure out who's working with you and who's not. So, you know, yeah. who's flushing information out. Yeah. But not when you're fighting for your life because you just got voted in. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like this was a horrible situation. And because of this situation, it blows up other people's games right away. Time. Yeah. Like it blows up Michelle's game. It blows up Sebastian's game because that discussion at the bar happens. Oh, God. Maybe that other discussion doesn't. I still think it does. Yeah. But yeah. it might not. You, you can't be 100%. Um, so it changes the game quite a bit. And like, why go to Cassie and talk to her and then go to Michelle and, like, and then Michaela and tell Michaela something like, yeah, and you, and know, you know, all these people talk. It just doesn't well, make yeah. sense. And then it seems like he told Corey to vote for one of the survivor girls, which would either be Chanel or Michaela. But then the one thing that got me that was really weird. And even on two watches, I couldn't quite figure out when they had the footage of Cassidy and Underwood talking. And then he said, she said, who do you want? And then it cuts to him and he's like, Michelle. And then it gave a reason. But then it was actually option one is like Alyssa. And then option two is Michelle for like these other reasons. But it, I don't know. Like, it seemed like they pulled the part that was like, we want, I want Michelle out. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, though, but then he finds like we hear that he tells Corey to vote Michaela or Chanel. Yeah. And it's like that yeah. makes no fucking sense. Like, why? 
Yeah. Like, why is he telling everybody to do something different? That Well, and here's the thing that like, so I don't know, because obviously I haven't watched Chris's season of Survivor. But Sebastian says that Chris played just like this on Survivor. Yeah, it was really weird because like Seabass wasn't on that season. Well, I pres- I just assumed he watched it as like a fan or something. But like, I don't even I don't remember Underwood playing like that. Like, in all honesty, okay, this is no disrespect to Chris Underwood because I actually like Chris, and you can't hate the. I've said it a million times, but you can't blame the player for the format. No. He did what he had to do, and he won. But he was voted out third, so that's nine days. He then spent the rest of his time on the edge of extinction until almost the end of the game when he mm. came back into the game, and at that point. He played his ass off to make it to the end and to win. And he went up against the person that it was his biggest competition. He gave up the chance to just sit at final tribal council and beat Devons at fire, which Devons was his biggest competition in the game. He would have won. And I don't I haven't seen it in a while, but I don't remember any aspect of Underwood's game being like scrambly, shady, whatever. And if it was, it was simply because he was in this exact situation where his back was up against it. He had to make a case for himself in game after being out of the game for the majority of the game. So I don't, I don't really understand Sebastian saying that that's how he played survival. Well, I just don't understand him taking Chris taking this route of saying everybody else's name to somebody else instead of just going to like all the vets in the house, all the vet guys yeah. and the girls and saying, look, what do you guys want to be done? Are you guys trying to yeah. get it a survivor versus survivor? Someone yeah, pick which survivor guy you want in there and I'll take him out. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? I mean and it's Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or pick, you know, you want big brother. Give me Tyler then. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want me to do your dirty work and get someone else that's in this room right now? Come talk to me later. Well, I mean, yeah. and you know what I mean? And that's the thing is that, you know, Chris does eventually go and sit down and talk to yeah. Bananas, Wes and Josh in the room. But that was after he'd already just created this absolute just train wreck disaster through the house. And at this point, as Josh so eloquently put it, everybody's <laughs> comparing <laughs> notes and they're seeing how much you're lying. And so, like, you're kind of screwed right now, yeah. dude. Like, there's literally almost nothing you can do because now everybody wants a guy in who they think has a good chance to beat you. Yeah. He just, he loses all his social equity he's yeah. built in the house. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and because he does this, like we said earlier, it comes out that uh, Sebastian wants to put Corey in and Tyler ends up oh, telling yeah. Corey this. Yeah. And of course, of course, Corey's not going to fucking just be quiet about it. He's going to hold, hold like a round table with Fessy <laughs> and have a full on discussion about this. And Sebastian does what we say, which is lie. It's just yep. Corey's a vet and is able to call him on he's, it or yeah. is able to know he's lying. Yeah, he's he doesn't buy that shit. Well, because he doesn't buy because it at all. him and Underwood are like super close and working together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing is like. The one one or two people that Chris does not want to go against and he stated is Sebastian and or not Sebastian, but Corey and fucking Fessy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
Like yeah. he'll go against anyone else. <laughs> and it's just like, all right. Yeah, I thought it was kind of like a foregone conclusion what was going to happen as soon as this Corey oh, yeah. shit happened. I was oh, like, yeah. okay, so this is where we're going tonight. All oh, right. Yeah. Because there was too many girls thrown out there for anything to really happen. It was no. going to go all guy. But you got two shady ass people doing some shady ass shit. It, that's, yeah, that's the way it's going to go. And I didn't mind. I, I also liked uh, when they had that little like meeting with the vets and Michelle walks in. And she was like, I was actually looking to talk to you. And she's like, I heard that you've been saying my name. Yes. And then Wes was like, she's like, he's like, no, I wasn't saying your name. Wes said, no, he just said that he wanted a girl to go in, which would make you one of the options. (laughs) And Michelle's confessional of just like very point blank. Well, I don't love that for me. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Great. I mean, like her and um, dude, Michaela on the confessions oh, this episode oh, was just Michaela's no, no words confessional mm-hmm, where she was like, of just her look to the camera. I was like, that, that yes. is peak Michaela and why I was so adamant that she was like made for the challenge when she was first cast her first season. And then you guys were like, sorry, you said something about Michaela being made for the challenge. (laughs) What was it that you said? And I was like, just wait. She didn't get a chance. She'll be back. She's doing good. She's doing great. Look, she's doing awesome. Like her and Desi and even Chanel are like my top picks, like bring them to the flagship. I want to see them in the house with like, you know, what looks like the new school with like Olivia uh, Raven, yeah. Narice, you know, you know Horacio, then, yeah, let's Mariah. Mariah, Mariah. Let's see them get in there and see what they can do against them. I think yeah. it might be a little bit unfair with some of them, but we'll see. Anyways, from this, we go into you know the elimination. Um, and the way the votes end up breaking down is Sebastian gets six, Tyler gets five, which I was surprised about. Yeah, uh, Alyssa. Yeah, Alyssa got one still, <laughs> and Bananas got one. Now, who, who fucking voted vote? for yeah. Bananas? Was it Wes? How funny would that be if it was That'd be Wes? fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God, it'd be so good. Or if it was, no, never mind, she couldn't vote. I was going to say Tori. That would have been mm. great. But, no, it was probably either Wes or I could see Sebastian do it. No, because Sebastian voted Tyler. Yeah, oh, yeah. he would have voted Tyler. Like, Seabass voted for Tyler, and, like, Nobody sticks out as being. Do you think bananas voted banana for, vote? Bananas vote for himself. For not a vote on himself, maybe. No, he knows what burn votes do. He, there's a whole thing about it. Yeah, against Chris, he's not going to do it. That's too big of a risk. And he, yeah, it's too big of a risk just having one ball in there. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, how? I don't know. Maybe it was, it was TJ. Know. Michaela, I don't know. I don't <laughs> yeah. remember who all they showed, but yeah. well, that's the thing is like, there's nobody that like overtly would have just randomly taken a shot at bananas without because there was that was the thing is there was no like no anything. We didn't even see like it would be different if you saw the ball being taken from the little slot, but there was nothing like there was no indication, and then randomly when everything came out it was like and one for bananas <laughs> could be tyler i guess it could have been maybe yeah anyways uh tj goes to the hopper mm-hmm. he pulls the ball and they actually like all right so he walks over and he announces that it's gonna be sebastian 
Yep. Um, Sebastian comes down and then they do like the cutscene of his hand grabbing the ball and you can see Sebastian perfectly on the side. Which it didn't say the last time. Yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks so much for that. Where I'm surprised you didn't put a a stop clock with like a little timer up before it too, just to really drive it in like that. We're covering this shit. We are now more skeptical of the fact that it was Sebastian than if you would have just done what you've done every time. Yeah, I was gonna say, look, when we said that it would be cool if you would like show, you know, the what the ball with the name, like instead of just a fucking blank ball, if you would show the name on the ball, like that would be cool. That this is not what, what, not we, what we, meant. we meant. This is not what we meant. Okay, this is not. That's not it. Yeah, no, not at all. Um. So, anyways, the one the elimination that Chris and Sebastian will be doing is called Tick tick boom we fucking practiced that for like two hours <laughs> earlier um, no idea uh what they're gonna have to do is they have to race down this platform that's like i don't know six feet in the air and then they have to grab some barrels that have a pole on them with a little table and they're at different heights and they have to line it up so they can throw these balls not ping pong <laughs> yeah it's basically it's sponsored by dude perfect for real yeah. Yeah. yeah um and they have to hit it off the three table platforms and make it into a bucket. And once they do that, then they have to incorporate fireball. Yeah, fireball explosion. Then they have to take two more barrels that have tables at an angle. And this really works for the people that are watching this on YouTube instead yeah, of just listening now. to us. Yeah. Um, they're angled and I he guess. has to bounce them off that into another bucket or barrel. And then first one to do that wins. I don't know. Like it was, it's cool to watch on TikTok and Instagram, but I don't know how I feel about it being on the challenge. What did you guys think? I liked it. I don't I liked it because it's a total equalizer. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Like you can go into 12 pole wrestles. Fine. Like we've seen them. But you throw in something like this or something like last week. Now, granted, last week was like, holy shit, it went on forever. But with this one, you actually you don't know who's going to win because Chris has a super analytical mind and a process and he knows yeah. what he's going to do and as Tori said Seabass looks like he just came from a beer pong competition <laughs> at college so fair either one fair. of them could have conceivably done this no and, and I was going to say like I, I I really enjoyed how like methodical Chris was with this like he was yeah. going up and down those stairs you know angling and testing and you know trying to just get it right so he didn't have to stand there and freaking waste a bunch of balls but Sebastian was just guessing like he just threw that shit up and was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to make it work from here somehow, you know, and was relying more on like how hard he could throw the ball to make it bounce l- far enough to get down there. Whereas like Chris, professional. yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and so like Chris was, like I said, was being way more methodical with how he was setting these up, testing them like. You, you kept seeing Sebastian like throwing that ball like super hard down at the thing. And Chris is just nice and easy. Just, you know, so I, I, I liked seeing the, the variant. But the thing was, was they both got so close so many times yeah. that it's like both ways were really working in the end. I mean, I know Chris was a little bit quicker for the first stage, getting those first three done. But at the same time, like it's not like Sebastian was super far behind him. And then he almost no. beat him like he was literally inches from taking Chris out of this game. Well, and here's the thing is that I expected Chris to win the beginning round Mm -hmm. first and he did, but 
Seabass was like, he literally made it and Chris was getting down the platform and Seabass made it. And it was like, oh yeah. shit, this is going to be a match. Yeah. And then I think Seabass's downfall was that he went down and adjusted it on that second one. I think oh, he was yeah. set up right. He just wasn't getting enough force on it. Well, and even just the first, the, the first sideways one that he, um, that he just kind of turned a little bit. Like, I yeah. think that might've helped him, but then he just started making this big move with one of the, you know, the third of the first. Yeah. The three, angled, the, the angle table, the, just the, the flat angle ones. Table. No, the flat the ones. Uh, like he started moving the flat. Oh, ones. part C. Like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing? And even like everybody Set up five. there. And I think like Corey yelled at him and was like, what are you doing? Not that one. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, to yeah, it's like, dude, oh. calm down. You got this. This is another prime example of what Banana said about Turbo. The whole crowd was helping Seabass. Yes. Yeah. Josh was cheering for Underwood. Everybody else was telling Seabass what to do. Yeah. Yes, that's very true. And I think what Banana said in the beginning where he's like, everybody thinks I'm just good at random shit, but they still throw stuff in here that surprises <laughs> me. And yes. it's like, that's true. Like, we've yeah. never seen this. And I can't be mad about it because no. it's kind of like the roots of the challenge. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, this brings it back. So I, I it don't, was a fun elimination. I enjoyed yeah, it. I don't hate it. Um, I, it's not my favorite elimination ever, but no. would I watch again? Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, and something I just thought of while we were talking about it is this is a challenge that you could see on Survivor, on Big Brother, or obviously on the challenge. So it's something that conceivably everybody would have had some sort of experience with in some capacity. Or it could be seen on their show. If you're thinking like the survivor people are more capable of like survivor type challenges or big brother or whatever. It really is like an across the board equalizer. I I agree. It was it was a good it was a good one for no yeah. matter who ended up in there. Well, and so inevitably Chris ends up sinking the the third shot or the second shot, whatever it is, but the winning <laughs> shot. Winning. He wins this. <laughs> Everybody Honestly, claps. Yeah, yeah, hey. nobody's happy. I'm I'm happy he's coming back because Me too. I think I he's a good competitor. I yeah. you know, and I want to yeah. see yeah, exactly. Excuse I me. I want to see because this is what's going to be really interesting is like we said, nobody really wanted him to come yeah. back. Everybody wanted him to lose. He won. So, how is he going to recover his game from yeah. this moving forward? That's what I want to know because at this point like you now you have to pick a side at this point. And even when you pick a side, like there's still a huge chance that those people are not going to trust you and not going to want to work with you because all these lies just came out like all at once. And so everything feels really heavy on everybody. And now like you have to come back in and you have to try to figure out how to keep yourself, how to keep your ass out of elimination in the next few days again, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how he how he moves forward and what his plan is going to be so i sent you the clip it's from the official challenge podcast oh yes um, oh my god so you know and like we were saying sea bass gets eliminated and tori comes down and gives him a hug and all of that yeah and i guess what happened after that that we didn't see is that sea bass came back and came back up to Tori and got down on one knee and was reaching in his pocket and she's like oh fuck i had ptsd <laughs> like this has happened before and TJ apparently was like, not again. 
<laughs> and he pulled out like a, a heart shaped rock, rock, you yeah. know, which is cute, but still, like, I found that really fucking funny. That's amazing. Yeah. Did, did you guys catch the preview for next week? Dude, what is going on in that daily that everybody's crying? Yeah, I want to know. Like, Michaela. I've never seen Michaela like that, but also Fessy being like, if I'm freaked the fuck out, then everyone's freaked the fuck out. Oh, yeah. uh, why is there food? Well, yeah. it, no, it's be, because that's a thing, too, is like it's. <laughs> oh, that's rough. It shows them running and jumping and like jumping to grab, you know, something in the air, like hanging from whatever. Anyway, it is. <laughs> but. I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, is it just like a really fucking high jump or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But stay I'm tuned. That was really all I all I got yeah, from the. That's all I paid attention to. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> the one thing I will say, just because I did just shit on Fessel there for a second. I actually really it. liked the conversation between him and Underwood. Even though, like, I initially wrote that it was a conversation and it was also kind of con- there confessionals that were interspersed but Fessel being like dude like yeah you're going into elimination but that does not mean your game is over like you're a big guy and you're good at a lot of this like you can come back from this yeah it was really interesting to hear that from Fessel because like it was true like it's true and it's also a really good way to look at it and coming from Survivor there's probably that mentality of just like when your name is up, you're out. You don't get to fight your way back in. Well, I guess Chris actually did get to fight his way back in. But under normal circumstances, for the purpose of my what I'm saying, you don't get back in. You're done. You're done. You're exactly. gone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Look, I thought it was a good episode. Not a great mm-hmm. episode, but a good episode. It's setting us up for what's inevitably what we all see coming, which is. At some point, vets are going to have to turn on vets. Survivor's going to have to turn on Survivor. Yep. Uh, Big Brother has to just try to maintain. They're down to they're amazing race. Yeah, they're down to amazing race numbers now. <laughs> so um, it's going to be interesting to watch how this all plays out. So, so I know, but it's honest. And I'm that's what I'm trying to be. Really quick. Know thyself. <laughs> really quick before we move on to closing out the episode. Uh, since he's now gone and you know all the jokes aside i want to know what did you guys think about sebastian do you would you like to see him back on another challenge season yes uh i wouldn't mind but i also wouldn't mind if we didn't see him like i just don't i don't just kind of indifferent he's he's he didn't really give me anything that i'm like oh i gotta see him like where jay i got something like that from him yeah uh you know some of the other you know people we've seen on the challenge uh i just I don't know. I need, I need more tape, as Tony likes to hear. <laughs> well, conveniently for me, I had more tape because at the same time that I was watching this season of the Challenge USA 2, I was also watching Ghost Island, which was his season of Survivor. So I would very much like to see Seabass back again. I liked what he brought to the show. He brought a bit of levity and he took it seriously. And he's a fan of the show, but he didn't take it so seriously that he couldn't enjoy himself. And I feel that some people, when they come into this game, are just like, I have to get a call back. This is I I have to play this yeah. game hard. I have to, like, do everything right. I can and see he that. Was, he was fine doing stuff wrong. 
Yeah, yeah. he had a good time with it, you know? Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I like, I enjoyed Seabass a lot. My thing is, is I'm, I think I'm, I'm a little under where you are, but a little above where Rick is. Like, I'm not yeah. necessarily indifferent towards him, but I'm also like not ready to like riot to have him back on. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Um, it, I think it'd be cool to see him back again. Um, but you know, if he goes off and just does his own thing and lives his little mermaid man life, then I'm fucking down for that too. I think my thing with it is, is cause he linked up with Tori so quick. We didn't mm. have to see yeah. him play his own game. That's true. So it makes me hesitant. You know what I mean? Well, maybe, but, maybe he comes back and we get to see him. You know, I, and I'd be okay court, with that. Know? Like, yeah. I'm not mad about it or like, I'm not like, oh, I'd never want to see this guy again. <laughs> like, I just, whatever. Yeah. Do what you do, challenge. That's fair. <laughs> you know, cast away. Right. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> Had to. Uh I think that pretty much wraps it up for tonight. Um, yeah. The only other thing that I wanted to say is I want to give my, I want to do want to give out an MVP um, probably just because this is like very, very seldom that I'm ever actually able to do this. Okay. Um, but I'm going to hand out an MVP to Mr. Fessel for this episode. Um, I think he just did a really great job all the way through. Um, he did a great job on the daily he was able to accomplish what he needed to and wanted to accomplish in nominations with Tori. Um, you know, I just I think that he had a really great episode and it's not often that we get an opportunity to give him MVP. So that's my MVP for the week. Um, I've got co-mail MVPs and that's going to be Fessel as well. Mm -hmm. And by everything you said about Fessel and then Chris and okay. solely for winning the elimination and creating a really awkward situation in the house from here on out. So thank yeah. you, Chris. I appreciate that, sir. This should get interesting. Uh, female MVP is Tori for that yeah. fucking lick she took on the first or second jump and kept going. So yeah, and you know what else? Really quick, just to add on to your Tori thing, because I'm going to back that up for a female um, MVP is is in case anybody missed it in the episode. I, and I just want to reiterate, she six out of nine. Yeah, like she's fuck. six for nine this season. Like, holy shit. It's, so, it's yes, impressive. I will back that up. I'm waiting for Mozzie to figure out what she's doing. OK, why? We're she's she's trying to figure out her MVP. Going to stick with Hive Mind on this one. I have co-mail MVPs. I am on video now saying that my MVP for this episode is Fessel. Yeah, Ooh, we never thought yeah. that this was going to happen. when. <laughs> I had to make an entire season of trying to find something nice to say about him every episode. Oh, the historian's going to be stoked. Oh, yeah. You're getting right? recruited right now. Well, I'm recording with him tomorrow. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, like he did everything right. Managed to like, I understand that Underwood's mad at him, but like that's not going to last because he needs Fessy as much as Fessy needs him. So he managed to make the move that he needed to make. And I don't really think there's a lot of blood on his hands for it. And he made a lot of sense this episode, like what he was saying to people, but also what he was saying in confessionals, like just because you're voted in doesn't mean you're voted out. Exactly. And like co MVP, obviously to Underwood because yeah, he did put himself in that situation but he also got himself out of that situation. And he he had that moment of like, well, fuck, everyone's against me, followed by that moment of. 
I have to get myself out of it. Nobody else is coming to help me on this one. It's on me. And he did it. So props to Underwood. And then I will say female MVP, obviously six out of nine dailies and still running the game from within the game and really not being a target of anyone, which is shocking because she's like the only female that left and Mm -hmm. is a champ and is one of the bigger names in the challenge right now. I haven't heard anyone say her name, though. Like, I haven't really heard anyone go after her. That's because all the guys want to keep her around to have her potentially have her as a partner in the final. And she's working with all the strong girls who are winning dailies or who could potentially win dailies. And aside from that, she's only lost three dailies ever since they've gone individual. She's won every daily. So, you know, I, I think once we see a new female daily winner, if it's not even I don't know, even if it is Desi Chanel or Michaela, I kind of just I just have that feeling that when they get their chance, they're going to take a shot like because they know. Yeah, exactly. I think they're but I think they're taking a shot at a guy. You think you don't yep. think they'll try to take a shot at a no, strong girl? Right now they're still on that. We're all the girls, no more girls. Let's vote, guys, yeah. guys, guys. Well, especially they because it was so female heavy elimination at the start too. Yeah. yeah. And then, as for confessionalist giver, that's a that's a co title as well between Michaela and Michelle because yeah. they nice. really carried this episode in Agreed. every aspect. One hundred percent. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you on that one too. So yeah. I second it or yeah. third it, whatever. Um, (laughs) all right well guys everyone thank you so much for tuning in if you're watching on youtube or for listening to us on wherever you listen to your podcast we really do appreciate it yeah um if you get an opportunity leave us a rating five stars and above um if you don't like we understand we ask that you don't do that but (laughs) we'll we get it if you do it's whatever (laughs) either way we love y'all we hope you guys are doing well so for myself ricky hayes my beautiful wife karina hayes and for the one and only Tony Lance. That's stats and info, just by the way. Throwing that out there. <laughs> oh my God. We want to thank you guys so much and uh, we hope you have a good one. Bye. Later. Bye.